The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony, a news magazine show featuring human interest, in the spotlight, movers and shakers, and the news and happening that affect all of us in and out of the ACB community. Well, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in this great land of ours. I am not Anthony Corona, just for your information. My name is Melissa Hudson, and I'm so honored to be filling in for Anthony Corona on this edition of Sunday Edition for December 26th, the day after Christmas. My goodness, where has the year gone? <laughs> so I am so incredibly happy to be here. Thank you to Anthony for asking me to fill in for him. And I especially want to thank Mr. Byron Lee, who is my host extraordinaire and also our streamer good afternoon byron good afternoon happy to be here well thank you so much for your time and merry christmas to everybody i hope that all of you had a wonderful holiday my roommate and i thoroughly enjoyed ourselves we had a nice quiet christmas and i live in berrien washington and it is snowing here so <laughs> it happened late last night and it's still going on it's going to go on throughout the day today so I hope where you are it's either snowing or sunshining or whatever the weather is today I thought it would be a great opportunity to feature the ACB community because we have an important event going on which we're going to talk about here in just a few moments and then in the second hour I have four lovely ladies who serve as hosts of our ACB community that are going to talk about what the role of a host is and maybe share their experiences. And so we're just all gathering around at my virtual table. And then at the end, of course, there'll be time for Q&A. But before I introduce our first guest, I would like to dedicate this show today to our wonderful friend in ACB who passed away in 20. 18, I believe, and she was also a member of the Washington Council of the Blind, and that was Marlena Lieberg. The first time I met Marlena, she chaired our awards committee for WCB, and of course, she told me she had her own radio show, and I listened the following weekend after convention and was just blown away, and I remember I told her that I had an interest in doing something in radio in the future, and she said these words to me. She said, Melissa, you can do it. So Marlena, I'm here for you. We're all here for you here in ACB and we love you to pieces and Godspeed, my friend. Okay, so with that, I am privileged to introduce to you guys for this first hour, a, fair, a very special friend of mine that I have known since 2005 and she doesn't need a lot of introduction because most of us know her already. But she is affectionately known as the convention, or excuse me, the community queen, Miss Cindy Hollis. Good afternoon, Cindy. Hi, Melissa. I don't know about a community queen, but hey, I'll take it for right now. <laughs> well, well, back when you lived in Washington, you were the convention queen. Yeah, kind of, yeah. In our state. Yeah. Did that for many years, yes. 
So before we get into talking about the upcoming community-a-thon on New Year's Eve, which I am so excited about because I take the day off. <laughs> That's one of the reasons, yay. But just in case, you know, Marlena used to say in her radio show, if you've been living in a cave and perhaps you just haven't been anywhere, I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself, about where you grew up. Um, are you blind? You know, just a little about you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, uh, as you know, I'm Cindy Hollis, and I currently live in Flat Rock, Michigan. Landed here in October of last year. Never expected it. My journey has taken me from being born in LA, California, Los Angeles, being raised in Carson, California, moving to the beautiful state of Washington, uh, when I was 16, almost 17, so graduating uh, in Bremerton, uh, raising two daughters there uh, that are now have grown into two beautiful women that I'm very proud of. Both of them are married, and my eldest is Amelia. She has my three grandchildren, and she lives three minutes away from me here in uh, Michigan. My youngest daughter, Amanda, uh, has three fur babies uh, that I that are my grandbabies on her end. And anybody that knows me knows I love Disney. So, uh, so do, do my daughters. Amanda got married in January of 2019 at Disney World. So that was amazing. Uh, let's see. I worked uh, in the school district public schools from 1995 to 2016 as a paraeducator, mainly teaching Braille, so providing Braille instruction and other independent living uh, areas. And then I took a job at the Lighthouse for the Blind in Seattle and did that for a little over three years. And then this job uh, came open and I decided to apply and got it. And I will just say that over my adult life, there have been many things that have taken place that I think prepared me for this job. Like this job is the culmination of all of those experiences. I served as president for Washington Council of the Blind twice for four years each time. And chaired many committees, including convention. So really coordinated convention for about 15 years in Washington. And our conventions are pretty big. Uh, they're on the bigger side for state convention, usually over 200 uh, in attendance. And I've served on national committees, served as president of the, what is now ACB Families affiliate, so I've had my hand in lots of different areas in the organization, locally and nationally, and was just really uh, honored to be offered this job and, and wanted it so much that I was willing to uproot and move to Minneapolis, which I did, and lived there for a little over a year, about a year and four months. And COVID hit, and when it did, uh, somehow this community was born. 
just us starting out with two calls in one week. And they've grown into an average of 90 a week. Wow. And it's a lot of people stepping forward and helping out. And it really does take a community to make this community work. And it was after uh, I'd been working remotely for about four months that my boss, Eric Bridges, was uh, willing to explore the idea of me working remotely indefinitely. And I moved to Flat Rock. So there I am in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great story. And, um, and uh, so how did this, how did these ACB community calls initially get started? Like, what was the, what was the framework behind that? Because you sure. were the one that started it. My goodness. So it was on March, well, let's see, it was like the 12th of March when I went home from work that Friday that, uh, no, the 13th, March 13th, it was a Friday, that we were told kind of things were shutting down and we didn't really know if that would happen with us but then there were a lot of federal closures and Eric made the decision to have all of our staff work from home I got that call on Sunday the the 15th Monday I went in to work to the office to get my laptop and all the things I would need to work from home and I told Eric then that I was going to hold a couple of calls on Tuesday and Thursday on how to stay connected. Uh, my job at that time was mainly focused around membership, recruitment, and retention and working with our affiliates. And I knew, being very active in my local chapter, that many of our affiliates counted on face-to-face -face meetings. And those connections were really important. And I also knew that connection is what keeps, that's what is the key to retention. So Amen. if we don't have it, we're, we're going to lose people. They'll forget about us. And so I held two calls. They were well attended. And those, that it just seemed like there was this great need. We talked about ways to stay connected encouraged affiliates and chapters to create free conference call um, accounts or whatever they needed to do to make it happen. I didn't really even know about Zoom at that time, which seems like a whole <laughs> lifetime ago. Uh, so on Friday of that week, I sent an email to the leadership list and said if any affiliates had any activities going on that they'd be willing to open to our membership to let me know and I'd put a little calendar together. So I did that on Monday and uh, included a couple of what I called coffee socials on Tuesday and Thursday, same days I had done the previous week. Uh, they started at one in the afternoon, eventually, like the week later, I think I moved them to 11 a.m. Uh, and they just kept on growing. People stepped up. I never said no. 
people said yes, they wanted to do something. And it just continued to grow. And we went from two coffee socials to them being held daily and so many other events, of course. And uh, we've held now over 6,000 events wow. since March of last year. Over 6,000. That's hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. And so um, you said you just said that you you did not know Zoom at that point. How did you learn it? <laughs> um, either I was going to learn it or I was it was sink or swim. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't about to sink. So I learned it kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And um, I, to be honest, I really don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not like a techie person, but I asked a lot of questions, a trial and error. We, we kind of went with a skeleton crew for quite a while there. Um, for those first three months or so, and we were growing pretty rapidly. We went from, I think 11 calls in March to uh, something like 80 something in April to 100 something in May to, I think it was like 160 or something in June. So we kept mm. on growing and, um, and actually it was 160 in May and 223, I think in June. And a lot of the calls were on an ACB account. And so I was constantly 20, well, not 24 seven, but <laughs> about 12 hours each day, seven days a week. I was opening rooms. I was hosting events. I, I started drawing in people to help me uh, and had a, a team of about five or six people that started stepping up and assisting me. And then by September, and so by then, by probably the end of April, we had made the decision that all calls would, we'd only have community calls that were held on Zoom because the quality of the calls are just so much better. Yes. And by the end of May, we were also streaming on ACB Media. And uh, in June, we had a Facebook group uh, was born and it was the next uh, February, our our club and clubhouse was born. And so it's just been this, you know, uh, it's it's been like a snowball that just keeps rolling and collecting more snow. And uh, it's it's become mammoth. And in the fall of last year, we started training hosts. And then we also got hosts to start training hosts. So I wasn't doing that. So I just really am grateful. We have over 150 hosts now. Wow. And I am I'm grateful because so many people have stepped up. And in the beginning, I did a lot of a lot of everything. And today I have several people, not just one or two, but several that I truly, honest to goodness, can count on. And I can actually take time off. I can, um, you know, I just know that there are people that love and believe in what we're doing as much as I do. I've been blessed with two interns 
uh, Nat Ratcliffe interned with me last fall, and she really helped me uh, get kind of things more formalized with uh, signing up to hold events and signing up if you wanted to host. And, uh, and Belinda Collins interned with me for three months near the beginning of the year and was very instrumental in how we were to track volunteer hours and creating spreadsheets and really helping me a lot with volunteers. And then we were able to get a grant and hire Colby Garrison in early April. And so it really just has morphed into this amazing community filled with amazing people who mm -hmm. uh, just continue to give and give and give. And Zoom just became a part of it. And I, I don't even know really how, but we're always learning. I mean, uh, I'm always learning. I learn from you guys and, you know, you all learn from each other. And I, I just feel like that's the beauty of the community. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I have seen in the last two years that this community has grown and had got, has gotten stronger. People have stepped out of their comfort zones and they're facilitating calls. And I know people they say, oh, I don't like to public speak. I don't even want to get involved in all that. But they step out of their comfort zones or their shyness, and they host calls. They facilitate calls. They participate. And it's just been amazing how that's Melissa, how that's that happened. is my greatest joy. It is my wow. greatest joy when I witness people in our community trying something that they never thought they would do, being successful, feeling successful feeling empowered to do it again so wow. and that is what is making our community great it's what's making us grow it's what's sustaining us and it's what will launch us and continue to launch us into the future oh absolutely so why don't you tell us about this awesome celebration that we have coming yeah. up on new year's eve this is the second year we've done it how did it come about last year? Because you, I think I heard you say that it was just an idea. It was, it was just an idea. And mm. uh, I really wanted to celebrate what we had done. It was such an emotional year for so many of us. Mm -hmm. And I thought we should celebrate. And so New Year's Eve seemed like a great way to celebrate what we'd accomplished and to look forward to a new year. Uh, but then I got to thinking, what if we were to make it into like this big celebration where we could celebrate the different uh, kinds of community events that we were holding? And so they became hourly topic-driven, uh, a, a topic-driven schedule. And and then I got to thinking, well, why don't we try and raise some money for ACB, who really, this would not, I mean, there was an idea, it was thrown out there, mm -hmm. people grabbed it, ran with it, that part's amazing, but this is nothing to do with the job that I was hired to do. The community is extra, and it would have been very easy for Eric and Dan 
to say this is not in the purview of your job. And so you, because I had to spend a good portion of my work time on this community in 2020. Right. And so, but they didn't, they said, they also said yes to me, which was very empowering. And so I wanted us to find a way to give people an opportunity to give back to the community that I knew was giving to them. And so formed a committee and we just threw ideas around, decided that we would get uh, some prizes, every $25 donated, people's name would go into a drawing, we would draw names at the end of each hour. We're doing that again this year. Yay. We set a goal. Well, when I first talked to Eric and Dan about this in the leadership team, they wanted to know how much, you know, what was our goal to raise? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We've never done it before. So I said, I hope we're going to make a couple grand, but let's, let's shoot shoot for big you know so we set a target of ten thousand dollars and we raised over ten thousand seven hundred dollars last year so this year now i've got now i have a something in which to gauge so this year our committee agreed to set our target for fifteen thousand dollars and i hope we go way above that but i will be extremely happy if we can reach it that would be amazing uh, last year we invited people from the community to provide entertainment so we got recorded uh, songs and we played two of them each hour for the first eight hours of the community-a-thon we are doing that again this year with 16 new uh, entertainers and well actually 17 and two of which are repeats so Mika and I will uh, be doing a song that we've done at karaoke so that that will be awesome. part of it as well but the other 15 are all brand new and uh, so we're doing that we have topics uh, which I if you'll uh, allow me to I'll go through what oh, each yes. hour is going to be and and then we'll do the drawings at the end of each hour this event will take place from 3 p.m eastern on December 31st to 3 a.m eastern on January 1st so we will get to take in and celebrate 2022 twice once on the east coast I'm sure we'll celebrate it a little on the other time zones as well in between, but at the end, then on Pacific time. So would you like me to go through the schedule? Absolutely. And, and well, before you do that, why don't you tell us who your committee uh, is comprised of in case they're listening? Sure. Uh, hopefully I will remember. And if I don't, uh, somebody on this call will help me remember. Uh, so from last year to this year, we have one repeat. Uh, a participant on the committee, and that's Leslie Spoon. All Yay. the others were new. Uh, so we have Eugene Batke, Cheryl McNeil Fisher, Courtney Smith, Belinda Collins, 
and Lucy Edmonds. Wow. I think I got them all. So that's a good size group. Six committee members, yes. And then Colby and I. So, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So what's on the schedule for that evening? Okay. So uh, we'll kick it off at 3 p.m., highlighting ACB affiliates and committees. So this will be uh, any of our ACB affiliates and committees that have been holding events on the community event schedule. We will be encouraging them to be there and to talk about what they've been doing. And there will also be time for people in the audience to share how those have impacted them. Of course, every hour we'll have two entertainment pieces and we'll have drawings at the end. Dean Spoon will be kicking us off facilitating and Chanel Allen will be his host. During the 4 p.m. hour Eastern again, we will be highlighting reading and writing. So these will be events where there are book reading clubs, um, the writing works wonders. And uh, there are several book groups that have happened over the last year and a half. So any of those uh, would be the ones that we would hope would show up. And again, opportunity for people who participate to also share. Sheila Young is going to be facilitating that hour, and Monica Svopa will be her host. During the 5 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting peer support calls. And, you know, we've been blessed with many of those. And so, those who facilitate them, we are hoping will be there. And those that have been impacted by them will also have opportunity to share. Eric Bridges will be facilitating that hour and his host will be Kristen Cowling. During the 6 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting health and wellness. And our facilitator will be Belinda Collins and her host will be Allison Smitherman. During the 7 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting technology. And our facilitator will be Judy Walgang, and her host will be Donna Browning. During the 8 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting loving to learn. So all of those calls such as language, French, and Spanish, guitar, music, uh, anything that has brought people together, abacus, uh, just any of those type of calls, uh, that would be what we will be highlighting. Our facilitator will be Leslie Spoon and her host, Danette Dixon. During the 9 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting social events, and our host will be Colby Garrison. I mean, our facilitator will be Colby, and her host will be Natalie Couch. During the 10 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting crafters, and boy, uh, they get their own. There's been so much that's happened with our crafters excited to be able to give them their own hour and Desi Noller will be facilitating that hour. Her host will be Cindy Laban. 
During the 11 p.m. hour, we will be highlighting all fun and games. This will be facilitated by Mika White. Her hosts will be Penny Valdivinos and Andre, excuse me, not Penny. It'll be Diane Scalzi. She can't do it anymore. Diane Scalzi and Andrea DeClotz. Ah, two and hosts. Yes, two hosts. We are doing webinar for this event. And we have learned if we do any kind of game playing, that it's important that we have two hosts uh, to help facilitate that and move things quicker. So uh, there will be games. Uh, this will be our first hour that we don't have set entertainment. We will do still drawings at the end of the hour, but certainly anybody else that has done some fun activities would be welcome to come and talk about what they've done. And I'm sure there will be some trivia and who knows what else that Mika might have in mind. At midnight, we will bring in the new year, singing in the new year, <laughs> uh, facilitating will be myself and Dan together, and our host will be Holly Turry, and uh, that will be kicking off karaoke and just having a good time, and hopefully, uh, if we haven't reached our goal, uh, that will be an hour that uh, will move people to even give more. At 1 a.m., karaoke is continued. Our facilitator will be Lucy Edmonds, and her host will be Triple G, Greg Wan-Snyder. Yay! So that'll be great. And <laughs> 2 a.m., the final hour, we will continue with karaoke and whatever else ends up happening. Who knows? It's going to be amazing, and it's going to be extra special for me because I will be there with you ladies who have meant a lot to me this year. So it will be myself and Colby uh, facilitating and Belinda will be our host. So the three of us together and it will be an amazing way to really kick off 2022. So wow. uh, that is the schedule and you know, we know that there are some areas that maybe uh, people wonder, which hour should I go in? You know, go go to the, well, first of all, you're welcome all 12 hours. Hang out with us. <laughs> it will be broadcast on ACB Media 5. And so, you know, we, we absolutely hope that you'll join us as much as you can. Uh, if you make a donation, you don't need to be present to win you might just end up with a, a gift card in your mailbox a week later or so. Uh, but, uh, you know, everyone is welcome. And uh, if you have a, a, a call that you've been holding and you're like, I don't know if it exactly fits there or there, go with your gut uh, and or contact me if you have any questions. People can always reach me at community at acb.org. And I think the only other thing I want to, and I want to mention it more than once, but uh, there is, it is not too early to make your donation. We are already at over $750 wow. uh, raised. <laughs> and so thank you to those who have already made their donations. Uh, we appreciate it very much. 
there is a link on our website, but you can also go to tinyurl.com slash 2021 dash community dash athon, A-T-H-O-N. Or if you are a little uncomfortable using the website to make your donation, you can actually call 888-444-8320, leave a message not with your credit card, and someone will get back to you. And Lucy will be heading up that team of people uh, to uh, assist those who need help with making their donation to the community-a-thon. Wow, that, that sounds like a fun, fulfilled night. And I know for sure my roommate, William, who is listening in the other room right now, he and I will definitely be listening all day and in through the midnight hour. So we, we've already talked about that. <laughs> um, that's great. Now, can anybody donate or is this strictly just for blind and visually impaired persons? Oh, well, all, all money looks the same. Um, <laughs> anybody is welcome. So, you know, when you see the information in your uh weekly schedule, which I'd hope to email out before this call, but I will as soon as I'm done. But when you receive that or the daily schedule, any notifications and in your daily schedule about the community-a-thon, share with your network, share with your friends, not the Zoom information, of course, but share with your friends about uh, ways to donate, include personal stories about what the community has meant to you. And if people feel so inclined to donate, that would be amazing. Anybody can be in the drawing. So, uh, you know, we we would love for everyone to help do some uh, crowdsourcing here and, uh, you know, widen our net and let people know about what we're doing and invite them to listen in on ACB Media 5 so they can really hear the impact the community has had on you and everyone else here in our community, which, by the way, is has really become global. And yes. uh, so that's another amazing part of our story. And many of us know Sirku. I met her at the Community Athon last year. At, actually, at the beginning of this year, I remember hearing her play her beautiful uh, Native American flute during, I believe it was the 2 a.m. hour. And it was moving. It was, mm. it was amazingly, emotionally incredible. And um, to know that I now can call her a very dear friend, just what a gift. So, and she's a beautiful singer and guitar player as well. Yes. Oh, very just much. amazing. She makes me cry every <laughs> single time. <laughs> she actually does. And she, and you know, just for people that don't know, she lives in Finland. And it's like when our karaoke happens on Saturday night, it's like one o'clock in the morning, her time over there. And she still commits herself to coming on either either in Clubhouse or on the, the community. That's yeah, actually so. like 4 a.m. her time. Oh, oh, okay. Very, very early. Yes. It's either 4. Yes, I think it's 4 a.m. But yes, uh, it's amazing. And we have others that have been making their way there in other far forward time zones uh, that 
to join us in some of those later night calls. So just uh, we know that the this community is impacting all of us and in uh, some really miraculous ways. So that's a blessing right there. (laughs) So okay, so why don't we open it up for questions or comments to Cindy. Um, So Mr. Lee, would you like to give the instructions on how people can participate and raise their hand and mute and unmute? Not that anybody may not know because we've been doing this for two years now, but just in case people don't know, would you like to share that? Absolutely, yes. So uh, if you would like to raise your hand or lower your hand, Alt-Y on the PC, on the Mac, it's Option-Y. Uh, to mute or unmute, it's Alt-A or Command-Shift-A. And then if you're on the phone to raise your hand, it is star nine. And if you're on the iPhone or any other smart device, if you look in the more section, you'll find the raise hand uh, button. And I do see one raised hand. Uh, William, okay. you, are, uh, you are up. So go ahead and unmute and ask your question. Hey, William, across the hey, hall. Um, hey, Melissa. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Hey, Cindy. Um, Hi, William. Would you, would you please repeat that number for people to donate one more time? I think I have it sure almost memorized. Will. It's 888-444-8320-8320-888-444-8320. Make sure you leave your name and phone number. And, um, and uh, time zone as well? Or... That would be amazing. Okay. That'd be a great idea. Good. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Thank you very much, Cindy. Thank you, William. All right. All right. Looks like Natalie is up next. Hey, Natalie. Good afternoon. Thanks. Um, so just a quick question, Cindy. So if we want to get on, um, you know, you were talking about the different hours having different calls. If we want to talk about our calls that we hold, because um, as president of the Louisville Council of the Blind, I do them for roundabout on Fridays. Yep. And some of them have been community calls. So yes. do we have to actually, do we actually have to contact you to do no. that or do we nope. just show up? Just show up and uh, Dan will ask for anyone who has held calls that from our affiliates or committees to raise their hand and you'll be called upon to share what kind of calls you've held, how they've impacted, maybe your affiliate, that kind of thing. Um, you know, we want people to keep it brief. We'll definitely want opportunity for people to also share how attending them has impacted them, right? So, but yeah, we don't need people to let us know. Okay, thanks. You bet. All right, thank you, Natalie. All right. Anybody um, else? At the moment, I don't see anyone else. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to add, Cindy? Well, how about if I go through some some fun facts about uh, the community? So Absolutely. let me, yeah, let me just pull it up, and I am going to give me just a minute. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what, y'all so, are making me nervous because, you know, this is like the group of community people, you know, I feel yeah. like I'm under a lot of pressure today. So this, these are some fun facts. Uh, I put this together uh, for Eric uh, and 
Let's see. Um, so we've held over 6,100 events since March of 20, March 17th, 2020. Uh, we are blind people helping blind people, facilitating, hosting, streaming, and attending. Uh, calls include uh, health and wellness, peer-to-peer -peer support, technology, crafting, formal and informal presentations and discussions on varying topics, social and fun. All events are meant to be safe, respectful, and welcoming. Amen. Uh, uh, membership in ACB is not required to participate. I think that's really important. It's a great reminder for us to tell people that we know about it. We know that people have partic been participating regularly in our community who belong to other organizations or don't belong at all. We hope, uh, this is now my membership services coordinator hat uh, to say that, of course, this has also become a recruiting tool, right? People get to come into our, let's just say, they come into the ACB community and they get to experience ACB sometimes for the first time. And if we are consistent and authentic and real, then hopefully they'll like what they're experiencing and they'll want to join and get connected with a local affiliate or special interest affiliate or become a member at large. So, uh, and let's see. Uh, so we send out our, we've been doing the email list since the end of April. And so certainly if people need to subscribe, they can drop an email to community at acb.org. And uh, we would love to have people. And I was looking in this document, and I know I have another one, so I'm still looking for the one I really wanted to share. This is the one. So I, that's still all good information, but here we go. So, um, oh, so here's some, so I've got all the numbers. I want to show you some of the growth. Uh, in March of 2020, we had 13 calls. In April, 88. In May of last year, 160. I always, I always uh, uh, use the analogy that the community has been, it was like a train and that was picking up pace because we started with like an engine and a caboose and then all these cars kept getting added. And so it was building momentum I was running ahead of it, laying the track because <laughs> the track was never laid before because it didn't exist. We didn't know about it and we didn't know how this was going to all play out. So, right. So in, in May, we had 160. In June, 223. I was right on that one. In July, 166. But we also had a, a little over a week where we did not have community events because of convention. August, 285. 
Wow. September of last year, we jumped to 323. Uh, we have been over 300 every month since. And in February, no, in March of last year, one year after we began, we had our biggest month with 419 events that month. Uh, we came close the next month with 399. So that just gives you an idea of uh, at, at the end of March, we're at 6,175. And, you know, of course, uh, that number is going to be probably around 6,500. I, I will say it, it should be close to six. I think we'll be at 6,500 uh, for the community thon, which I think is also pretty amazing. Yes. Uh, and I'm still not at the. Um, let me see if this is the one. There it is. Highlights. Sorry, I have all these different documents that I've put together for different reasons. Like I said, you're the community queen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, and lots and lots. I've got like archivable. <laughs> I've got stuff from back from March 17th that week. I have emails. I have. Oh, anyway. So, all right, so here we go. Uh, I'm going to try just to add stuff that I haven't already mentioned. Um, so events are held seven days a week, including holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, we've also joined forces with Clubhouse, and we've been holding a morning every morning uh, an event in Clubhouse added Zoom to that equation in October and have been doing a joint effort, sharing our community schedule each morning. That's been amazing. We have been holding on occasion events in Clubhouse that are held from Zoom. So um, that's provided us an opportunity to bring new people to volunteer in new ways. We do backstage karaoke on Saturday nights. Uh, and it's and it really what it's done is those events in Clubhouse have really fostered some of the relationship building where people can talk to each other in uh, especially backstage karaoke in a little bit more of an open uh, platform. Uh, people of all ages participate in our community and the youngest attendee so far who was blind was 11 years old. Uh, we have a gal that's 14 that often comes to karaoke. Uh, and we have several who are over 80. So people of all ages uh, take part in our community. Community has removed barriers such as distance, age, economic status, and health, and has created a place where people who are blind or visually impaired can come together and support one another, share with one another, contribute to a group, and feel a part of a community. Amen. Uh, in the first six months, we had six hosts helping us with the community. And today we have over 150. 
uh, we have over 150 event planners that receive an, an, an email reminder each week and, and turn in events to be held that following week. Uh, approximately 25% of all of our community events are streamed on ACB Media. And we also have ACB Media 5 has continuous recorded uh, events that just are uh, ongoing. Uh, so you never know. It's like a, it, I'll just use a line from Forrest Gump. Our community, uh, ACB Media 5, is like a box of chocolates. Turn it on and you'll never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but uh, it's great because it's now being updated very regularly. So everything you listen to is within the last two weeks at any given time. And that includes karaoke. Yes, <laughs> I've heard it. Um, we've produced over 500 podcasts because of the community. We've had over 45,000 people listen to those podcasts. Uh, we have had well over 120,000, hear me, 120,000 wow. people attend our or participate in our community. Now, some of those are repeaters, but that's if people had to get a ticket and to enter, which they don't, but if they did and they handed a ticket in, we would have received 120,000 or more tickets from people who attended community events. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a Facebook group that's active with over 1,400 people. And we have over 1,100 people active in our ACB club and clubhouse. And events uh, bring together people all over the US and world from Alaska to Florida, California to New York, Finland to Mississippi, Dubai to Michigan, Arizona to Canada, and the list goes on. And, uh, you know, really, that that is the beauty of our community. So that is so awesome. What 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 great um, facts that you just shared there. And I will just also say that we have a, a young lady from England that facilitates a couple of calls and that's she's really special I just love her Sandra yep and she also facilitates a call she does um, mm -hmm. so that that is so cool well, we got about nine minutes until this hour is over with my goodness time is just flying <laughs> speaking of flying by the seat of our pants right <laughs> Byron do we have any hands raised we do. We actually have one from Tom. So Tom, go ahead hey, and ask your question. Fiddling man, Tom. Hello, Melissa, and hello, Cindy. I will try to be brief because I know we're getting short on time here. But I just want to say that a few minutes ago, you and Cindy were talking about uh, people that, uh, you know, how that people, they, they, they stretch themselves. And uh, that's a testament to Cindy because she has a way of getting people to do that. You know, I'm, I'm a testament to that because last week 
and if somebody has, I'm one, you probably heard this before. I'm one of these people that, that a year ago or more said, if somebody would say to me, you know, you're going to be facilitating calls and all that. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm too shy. I'm too backward. I am. But last Sunday, I did it. I facilitated a call and it felt good. I'm like, I did. I can't believe I did it, but I did. And it went, so they say that it went pretty good. And uh, I just want to publicly, publicly thank Cindy for the opportunity for uh, letting me do that. that it, it, it was really fun. Well, and Tom, actually, your story goes beyond facilitating, right? Like I remember when you started coming to karaoke and you would play your recorded music and you asked, mm -hmm. is it okay to play recorded music? Yeah. And you're one of the first people that did recorded music. Um, and I said, of course. But eventually, you started yeah. bringing out those instruments. Yeah, because somebody said that they wanted me to play. They liked it when I played recorded music, but they really wanted me to play live. So as somebody and now knows, you, you, have... just, you just don't say you, you. It's hard to say no to Cindy, you know. That's true. <laughs> That's very true, Tom. Very I can attest. Uh, oh, thank God for that gift. Um. <laughs> well, but it's all worked out. I, the people haven't started throwing virtual eggs at me yet at these karaoke, so I guess I'll keep doing it as long as people like it, you know. So. And Tom anyway. plays two of my absolute favorite instruments in the whole wide world. I'm originally from Mississippi, and we love a good old fiddle and we love a steel guitar and he plays both and so much more. He even played the devil went down to Georgia for our Halloween theme. Yes. Oh, very good. man. And Cindy, you twisted his arm to do that, didn't you? <clears throat> yes, he kind of did because I'm like, well, how am I, that takes a, that's kind of a hard song to just play by yourself. How am I going to get all the instruments? And somehow, uh, with a little bit of help from a couple of people, I, I was able to pull it off. Cindy was kind of uh, a help with that because she and Melinda came up with the idea of doing the voice memo and, you know, just uh, that's an app that's on, on the iPhone and just playing the recording and, and sending it to the computer and then just playing that and recording something else. It's kind of like what I used to do with the, with, um, the tape recorders, you know, the tape recording a VCR years ago. I used to do that all the time. So that's, I, I pulled it off somehow. It wasn't the best recording you ever heard, but it came off somehow. Well, and awesome. a sneak peek for entertainment. That song will actually be featured as part of our entertainment. Woohoo! Uh, so yes, it was, it was actually really, really good. So amazing. thanks, Tom. Thank You're you, welcome. Tom. God Thank bless you. you. Thank you, Melissa and Cindy, and everybody have a good day. You too. God bless you, sir. Um, anybody else? Whoops. I am not seeing any more hands. Okay, and we've got about five minutes. Um, I will just quickly say that, you know, um, for just share a personal testimony of my own self here. I joined the ACB community shortly after I found out that I was going to have to be on standby status at the job that I was at at the time. And I got this email from Cindy that said, you know, we we're, we're going to have these community calls. And it gave out the Zoom information. At that time, I had never used Zoom, but I learned it very quickly. I started out doing it on my phone because I had no idea you could do it on the computer at that point. But I went to one of Cindy's first coffee socials, and I have not looked back since then. It has just been amazing. I've had the pleasure of hosting calls, which we'll talk about in the next hour. And I've also facilitated a few calls, including I had a virtual birthday party this past year on February 25th, and I'm going to do it again this year. 
and we're going to have some good entertainment and virtual birthday cake and candles and Cindy's going to be a part of it, I'm sure. And so that's just a little testimony about myself and how much this community has grown to the max. So, Cindy, do you want to add anything else and then give out the uh, phone numbers and websites again one more time? Sure. I will just say that uh, that's been the beauty. People are creating community events, however it is meaningful to them. So some are teaching, sharing their knowledge. Some are sharing their passion for uh, maybe something they love to do. And some are creating more uh, events around something. I even did an open house and took people on a tour of my home when I moved to Michigan. And people came with uh, virtual food and <laughs> drinks. And we <laughs> just had a great time. Uh, pretty amazing when you could say, come to my open house and, and you could have 30 people in the room, right? So it's pretty special games and just, you know, Mika and I are our besties and um, it was really, it was hard to move away from Washington. And, uh, sure. and then when this all happened, it, it made sense for her and I to start doing things together. So in April, we started It's Playtime. Uh, and in August of last year, we started karaoke. And we haven't looked back and we love it. And it we, we work our weekends around those activities. So if you would like to donate to the community a thon, and again, this information will be in, it, there's a listing for the community a thon on Friday in your weekly schedule when you receive it. And it has the information for the website and the phone number in it, along with all of the hourly uh, call information. So, uh, you know, certainly look uh, at that and, and you can make your donation if you feel so inclined. If you aren't able to, that's okay too. Please join us, participate and share and what the community has meant to you, as well as share how other people can donate, please. That, that's how you can really help us. Uh, the website is tinyurl.com slash 2021-community-a-thon, or you can call 888-444-8320 and leave a voicemail message and somebody will get back to you. And remember, it is from 3 p.m. on December 31st to 3 a.m. Eastern time. And really, I look forward to bringing in another year with you, our community. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. Amen. And thank you, Cindy, for not only being my friend, but being a friend to all of us in ACB. God bless you. We love you so, so much. Oh, and feel free, to, feel free to stick around in the second hour if you wish. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm excited because I have a, a community member, Lisa, who's going to come visit me. Yay! So, um, so I will stay here until she arrives and then I will duck out. Very Thanks. good. Well, thank you for joining us today, Cindy. God bless you. We love you. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, Byron, are you ready to play our little break um, segment I here? I am. Yep. Let's go ahead and take a All break. All right. Thank you. 
The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. You know, other companies give their employees 15-minute breaks. We only got 29 seconds there, Melissa. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's now the top of the second hour of the show. And once again, my name is Melissa Hudson. I am filling in for Anthony Corona on this week's edition of Sunday Edition for December 26th. Merry Christmas to everybody and a blessed and happy new year. I live in Berrien, Washington. For those that just tuned in, we just had a wonderful conversation with Cindy Hollis about the upcoming ACB Community-a-thon as I adjust my headset. Sorry about that. <laughs> and um, I am just so delighted to be here with all of you. And I'm very delighted to have Byron as my host, who is doing a great job, and our streamer. Hello there again, Byron. Careful, my head might get too big. <laughs> And by the way, where do you live in case people who are listening for the first time, where do you live? I live in beautiful, snowy uh, Minneapolis. And, uh, uh, you know, Cindy actually used to live here as well. So we were bowling buddies on Saturday mornings. Um, and I work for the state of Minnesota in their senior services unit. Uh, so I service uh, seniors who are losing their vision maybe for the first time and they're learning how to do all this technology stuff or they've been blind since, you know, God knows when. And uh, one of the things that I do actually is is uh, promote the ACB community to all of my clients because I think it's a very vastly important uh, service that ACB provides in this time of isolation. It's important for us to find community and uh, have a yes. place to just commune with other blind people. So yeah, I've been pushing the community pretty hard to my clients. Well, that is so awesome. And speaking of snow, I want people to know right now that it is snowing here in Berrien, Washington. So, oh my goodness, <laughs> it is. And uh, my my roommate William Bolina, who just spoke a little earlier and asked a question, he's listening in the other room. Um, he went outside when it was snowing out just a few minutes ago, and oh my gosh, he said it was so cold he had to come back in. It's in the 20s here, you guys, so <laughs> not to make you jealous, but just to let you know. So without further ado, I'd now like to introduce four dynamic women who I consider not only friends of mine, but also colleagues. You know, as the community has grown, Cindy mentioned that we have over 125 hosts or 150 hosts, but a lot of people get that term confused, and I get asked the question all the time, well, does that mean that you hold the event? No, no, no. That actually, that actually is done by your moderator or facilitator, but the host has a different role, and that person cannot be the facilitator, which I'm so glad Byron this is my own account that I'm so glad that you're actually my host because there's no way that I could pull it together and do it at one time unless it was a small group. Happy to do it. But so I thought it would be great to invite these people to join me to talk about what is the role of a host and maybe they can answer your questions about what that's like in case you would like to host 
uh, for next year and years to come. So I have with me, and I'm going to introduce these people one at a time. I have with me Belinda Collins from North Carolina. Good afternoon, Belinda. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? I am well. Thanks for um, inviting me to be here. Absolutely. And you're from North Carolina? Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. The woman knows how to talk. <laughs> That's all I can say. She knows how to talk very well. We also have my other good friend from Michigan, Miss Lucy Edmonds. Good afternoon, Lucy. Good afternoon, Melissa. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you for being my friend as well. It's been, it's just been an honor. And I, we also have someone that's making her debut here on the show. The others have been on the show, I believe, at least more than one time. We have Miss Natalie Couch. Good afternoon, Natalie. Good afternoon. Actually, I'm not making my debut. I was on this before for the um, first timers and the leadership. Oh, JP. that's that's right. And I forgot yeah. all about that. <laughs> You're good. So thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Absolutely. And hopefully Anthony won't kill me at that point. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, and I'm going to ask this other person some questions first because she's got a call to host, speaking of hosting, later this afternoon, Miss Sheila Young from the Florida Council of the Blind. Hello, Miss Sheila. Good afternoon, Melissa. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here, and good afternoon, everybody, and Merry Christmas. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to start with you, Sheila, and ask you a question because Let's just say that a little bird told me that you came to the community calls in a very prestigious way, but you literally had somebody twist your arm to be in the community. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved and what do you currently do right now? Um, in which role? <laughs> <laughs> Facilitator and or host. Okay. Um, actually, yes, you are correct. Um, it's all Cindy's fault that I'm involved in this. Uh-oh. <laughs> like and I said, a little bird it. told me. <laughs> she knows it. I tell her that all the time. Um, back when the community first started, of course, I'm president of the Florida Council, and I was at the president's leadership workshop in D.C., and she started talking about holding calls for the presidents and everybody thought it was a great idea. So when everything shut down and I too attended her first coffee social, um, boy, was that a long time ago. Um, I know. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and something was mentioned and I forget if it was her and Leslie Spoon both said, well, you should hold a call. And I said, what in the world would I hold a call on? And I don't remember if it was Leslie or Cindy said, well, you could do recipes. You, you like to cook. And I said, okay, I'll do, a, I'll do a call on recipes. 42 calls later of every other week, <laughs> I'm still doing <laughs> recipe calls. Wow. <laughs> so, and I've got regular people that come every two weeks and they share their recipes and it's been an absolute joy. We've got our own little recipe club and I actually have an email group for recipes and I have reached 100 people on that list. Wow. So I think that's pretty awesome. 
And I facilitate another call every other week called Divorce Chat. And that is for those of us who have been through a divorce or a breakup or um, had a partnership that didn't work out. We get to come and talk and share and cry together and laugh together. And the room is locked and it's very private. And what goes on in Divorce Chat stays in Divorce Chat. And it's been a pleasure to get to know that small group of individuals but I do think that it has helped a lot of people kind of work through um, because not only, you know, have those of us that are on the call been through it, we share our experiences and our feelings and it makes people feel better to know that they're not alone going through that struggle. So um, those are the two that I do. As far as hosting, I host whatever I'm asked to do if, uh, you know, providing I'm don't have an emergency or something. Um, and I am a host trainer. So I'm the only one currently, we, we had several trainers. Cindy trained me back ages ago. And when we first started the community, I was one of those that helped her with uh, rooms and hosting and, and along with the four or five others that she was talking about in the original group. And as she said, now we've got 150 hosts, and I think I've trained at least 50 of them. So I train four to five people at a time, and it's a two-hour training. Um, I teach them how to host, how to mute, unmute, how to lower hands, how to rename, um, how to mute everybody, and I teach them the etiquette of hosting which is you're not the facilitator, you are the host, you're there to keep the room safe and secure and to keep things on track. And you're there to listen more and talk less. So yes. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great rewarding thing for me when I'm on a call and one of the people that I trained to host is hosting and I see what a good job they're doing. I am so proud of that. So that's my role in ACB currently. I am also president of the Florida Council of the Blind, have been for almost four years, and I will run for my second term in June. So Yay, congratulations. <laughs> well, let's wait till the election, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. It's not there. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so that's a little bit about me. I am divorced. I live in Orlando, Florida, have been here 17 years and have been a part of ACB since 2002. I originally joined the Mississippi Council of the Blind and um, then moved to Florida in November of 04 and joined the Florida Council in January of 2005. So that's a little bit about me. I'm a mother and a grandmother and that's that's pretty much my short synopsis of who I am and what I do. That is awesome. And I'll bet as a trainer, it's such a joy to see the progress that people make um, on a Zoom call. Because I know when I when I did my very first one, it was it was Danette's coffee social she did. I was a nervous wreck, but I knew what I was doing, and I just stayed on task and did what I needed to do. And I have not looked back since. I don't get nervous anymore. I get excited whenever I host a call. And in fact, I think I've hosted a couple of your calls, and that's mm -hmm. been just amazing. Mm -hmm. So. I'll bet that it's it's wonderful to see as a teacher just the way that people do it and the technology 
you know, going through all the steps and I'll bet that that's just a joy for you to see. It is. And, you know, what I'm proud of is even those that I have trained, if they run into a problem or have a question, they'll reach out to me and say, hey, refresh my memory. Well, how do I do this? Um, Because I tell them, keep my email and keep my phone number. And if you have anything that you need a a quick question answered, I can do it. It, it, you know, doesn't take me two seconds to answer your question. So yes, it it is very rewarding to see how successful many of the hosts that I have trained have been. So yeah. And you train with JAWS, correct? Yes. Okay, great. Okay. um, And I can't remember what time you said you have to leave. About quarter till. Oh, okay. So you're, you're okay for right now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, thank you very much for sharing your story. And why don't we move on to, uh, who would I want to pick on next? Natalie, how about you? Tell us about yourself and, and about how, how did you get involved with hosting the ACB community calls? Um, so I, well, I, to tell about myself, I am from, well, originally from Illinois. Um, I moved to Louisville about 10 years ago. Um, and I got involved hosting um, ACB community calls because I wanted to learn how to do them mainly to um, help my affiliate, my state affiliate, um, because we were doing a lot of Zoom things and nobody knew how to keep a Zoom call in order. So it was kind of like um, chaos most of the time. So I kind of <laughs> wanted to learn how to, um, you know, add some organization to the to the chaos. Um, so I went through training with Cindy. Um, and then at first I was like, well, I think I might only just do this for affiliates. But then I was like, well, I took the time to go through this training. So, um, you know, then I started volunteering to host um community calls and now it's just kind of morphed into whenever um our state affiliate anything is having anything um (laughs) I'm the one that gets to host and um so in uh October I ended up having to host for eight hours for the Kentucky School for the Blind um Alumni Association and hosting eight hours straight is a lot. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I did that. And then when we did our um, KCB convention, um, myself and Patty Cox pretty much hosted that entire thing, um, except for our business meeting when we couldn't host because we couldn't, you know, see hands of who was voting and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, now, whether I want to host for a KCV event or not, because I know how to do it. I'm the one that, <laughs> that pretty much does it. So that is awesome. And you actually hosted our Washington Council of the Blind Convention um, this past year. I did. And I also started. hosted part of the Ohio, Ohio, Indiana Convention the day after. So, wow. Well, you do a remarkable job and you're just, you're just wonderful. And, and what do you do for, for as far as your work goes? Um, I work as a customer service representative um, for our local utility company. And right now it's not a very good job just because we are, people are not happy because we're disconnecting, Mm -hmm. you know, just whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, so it's a little, it's a little stressful. And so hosting to me is very, um, 
therapeutic because my husband is like, well, why do you, you know, why do you volunteer for all this time? And I was like, because it's very therapeutic for me because I'm not getting yelled at and screamed at and whatever. So, <laughs> right by the boss. Yes. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you, Natalie, for, for being here. And, and then, um, Belinda, how about you, my good friend, my southern friend? <laughs> As my phone rings, sorry about that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, my hosting story is kind of funny in a way because when I came to the community uh, after convention in 2020, I kind of just observed for a little while and was pretty shy, pretty quiet. And uh, I went to many calls and I was like, every time I go to a call, I'm like, please don't call on me. Don't call on me. <laughs> I, I just wanted to listen. I didn't want to talk to anybody. But then eventually I started to get familiar with people in the community a little bit. And I started thinking, well, I could do hosting because you have to be quiet. So that's perfect for me. I, I really um, just, that was just something I thought I would really like to do. So um, got the training, although I had already done a lot of um, Zoom hosting myself through the program. I was in before uh, coming to ACB. Um, so went through the formal training and started hosting calls. And I have, I think that's what opened the door for me was to host calls and get to know people a little better. And eventually I started thinking that, well, maybe I could do other things to uh, help in the community as well. So it's kind of just ironic that <laughs> the one thing that I thought was going to keep me quiet and shy is the one thing that has brought me out a lot more in, you know, this uh, hosting, like Natalie said, it's kind of a therapeutic thing. It actually does help to be able to feel like you're contributing and helping to give back to the community. So yeah, that's kind of my story. And you also just started learning how to stream also. Yes, I did. I, I started uh, in October, I believe. Wow. And do you enjoy that? I do. Um, it is a lot. <laughs> it's easier because you can just, once you connect everything, you can just kind of walk away and just monitor the stream. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot different than hosting, whereas, you know, with hosting, you sit there the entire hour and um, do the normal raise hands and all that. But yeah, it's, it's also enjoyable. Wonderful. Well, you do a great job at, at both of those things. And, and it's just such a joy to, to have you here. And then how about you, Miss Lucy? Hey. <laughs> hi there. Um, hi. Um, thank you so much again for uh, in giving me this opportunity. Um, I started coming to community calls in April of 2020. And it was right around Easter time, I remember. And I actually remember the question <laughs> that was posed. <laughs> and it was Cindy that was hosting and facilitating that call. And she wanted to know what our favorite Easter candy was. And uh, she and I share uh, 
our love for jelly beans. I know she likes the more the designer kind, like the jelly bellies. But anyway, that's really <laughs> far off the subject. Um, and so I started coming to more and more calls after the convention in July. And then uh, Cindy asked me to volunteer to be um, a Be My Eyes representative for ACB. So I also do that. And then I started hosting, I believe it was, gosh, September or October of 2020. I don't know. And um, this is not a way for me to be quiet because those of you who know me know that I am not quiet. <laughs> and I have a real, really hard time being quiet during hosting. So um, anyway, that's a, a, a good, uh, you know, good um uh, I don't know what I want to say, but anyway, um, hosting for me is really uh, a way to give back to the community because the community has meant so much to me during this uh, period of, you know, somewhat isolation. <laughs> um, and, um, and it's a great way for me to volunteer being retired I can give as much or as little as I want. Um, I, I give as much as I can, uh, you know, because I because I love it. I, I love doing it. I love facilitating calls. I do too. And the first one was games to play with Lady A, and that one was had its year anniversary in October of this Yay. past. Yay! And then during one of the coffee socials, Cindy asked, if you were to facilitate a call, what would it be? And I said, it was a breakout room call. So I think it was probably the coffee clatch. And uh, so in the breakout room, I said, I want to teach a call, uh, a uh, facilitate a call on learning how to use the abacus. And I had so much response to that that I thought, well, why don't I do it? So in January of 2021, I started that call. And this is my second time around teaching the class. And I started out with about 25 students, but it has dwindled down to anywhere between 10 and 15. So, but anyway, wow. it's a great, it, both calls are just extremely fun. And so I'll be having my year anniversary for Abacus in January. So I'm really excited about that, too. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, hosting, you know, it's kind of like keeping the security of the room, keeping, you know, yes. uh, control of the security of the room, um, making sure people are muted and, you know, calling on people with raised hands. And so it's kind of it's it's really kind of fun. So there's my story. Very good. And I will just quickly share that all year long this year, I have been calling hosting my early birthday present because, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you that, um, that I was asked to do it back in 2020. And every time Cindy asked me to do it, I kept saying, I can't be trained right now because of whatever. I was moving out of an apartment when she asked me the first time. Um, I was living in an apartment in Seattle and I was just moving here to Berrien with, with my roommate. And <laughs> and then the other time she asked me, I said, oh, I'd love to be trained. I've, I've been wanting to do this for so long, and I've got a birthday coming up, too. And she said, okay. So at around that time, my old computer decided to burn. Luckily, nothing caught on fire, but my computer burned, and therefore I had to get this new one that I have now. And so I was trained by Monica Spopa on January 25th, 
and my birthday is on February 25th. <laughs> so I have been calling it my early birthday present this whole year. And it has been such a joy. Um, I worked for 13 years, a little over 13 years at the Lighthouse for the Blind here in Seattle. And I was a production worker and I had hurt my hands pretty severely from doing that job. And my doctor only gave me six hours to work at one point, but then my hands were in so much pain that I ended up working four hours a day um, up until the end of my job over there. And when I, hosting just became, like Natalie said, it became a therapeutic thing for me because I was in so much pain and I was tired from doing that job um, because it was very heavy duty production work. And so it just became a huge outlet for me. Um, and right now I work uh, from home and I work a totally different job that does not require me to use my hands all that much except to type on a computer. So um, that's kind of my story. Um, so Sheila, if you're still here with us, are you still here? Yes, ma'am. You are, very good. Oh, mm -hmm. there's some, somebody must be vacuuming. <laughs> it's my neighbor. See, I'm in Florida, you gotta remember, it's 76 right. degrees here, we don't have snow. And my windows are open and I think somebody's outside blowing their grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I just want to make sure there was nothing wrong there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd like to just ask you the um, just before you have to leave here. So what would you say? I mean, obviously, we all know that our community calls need to be safe, respectful and welcoming. And, and of course, a host plays a huge role in that. But the main question I get asked all the time is, well, how do you know who is talking and who's making noise so that you can, we jokingly like to say that we're muting ninjas, that's our role. So how do you teach people to, to do that so that they're on track and staying on top of things? On a PC, you can do it, at least I can do it. Some people say they can't. Um, if you have some vision, from what the ones I have taught that have low vision have told me, there is a line next to a name if they're uh, making noise. So if you can see that they're unmuted and you mute them, the noise goes away. Um, there is a command with JAWS that, and I don't know, I think it's a Zoom command, but it's Control Shift. No, it's, it's uh, yeah, Control Shift T. So if two people are making noise, one of them is probably the person that's supposed to be facilitating. The other person is going to be the one that's making the extra noise and you just find them and mute them. Um, I also, especially if it's being streamed on ACB media, I try to, if I'm hosting, I make sure everybody is muted with the Alt M or just, um, mute those that are at the top of the list in the participant list and that's i teach the people that i that i teach to host i teach them the different ways to figure out who is unmuted and if somebody's unmuted just mute them it's not you know it's not that hard to do and it's not that difficult for them to unmute themselves when and if they want to ask a question uh-huh absolutely yes and I, I, I have, I do it pretty fast. And, and one time I was so embarrassed. I was hosting your call, Sheila, and I accidentally put someone in the waiting room because I was trying to rename the person that was on the phone. And I was so embarrassed. It's happened to me twice. And both of those calls were streamed. Oh my goodness. 
it was so embarrassing but it happens (laughs) it does but but you know we're all everybody just offers a lot of grace in this community especially to the hosts well and you know it's important that the host and the facilitator get on the same page and and they both know what's expected of the call and what's expected of them in their role and the host is the one that's supposed to let the facilitator run the call and you know that's why i teach when i'm teaching you know you listen more and you talk less you just you don't talk i mean you can certainly chime in if the facilitator asks you to but your job is to keep the room safe respectful and welcoming as you said and that's something that cindy has drilled into us since day one and i think that i will remember that until i go to my grave because it's very important that we make everybody feel safe and welcome Absolutely. And that's why this community has grown as much as it has because of those three things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, anybody can answer this question, but I know that many of you have hosted webinar calls and those are a little bit different. I have not been trained on that myself, but I would like to. Um, so what would you say as a host that the difference is between Zoom and webinar uh, when you're actually hosting? You can speak to that, I guess. Okay, Miss um, Lucy. Well, in webinar, you actually have more control already given to you of the room because um, people are all muted on the attendees side. You do have a panelist side and those people are those that are going to present and are um, given permission to be on the panel with a link that they are sent as an invitation or asked to be promoted uh, the panel side by the host. So um, they have the ability to mute and unmute themselves. However, on the attendee side, people cannot unmute themselves unless you give them permission to do so. And there's um, a place on the uh, on the Zoom um, platform to allow people to talk and if they raise their hand to ask a question or give a comment then you allow them to talk and as soon as they're finished you take away their permission to talk so um it's it's a lot more control i i love doing webinars um because of that i guess it's it's just a lot more formalized i guess a lot more formal so um that's that's my take on it and I agree okay. with Lucy, they are easier to host. Yes, mm-hmm. I would much rather do webinar. <laughs> oh, would oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Like I said, I have not been trained on that myself, but every time you guys do a training, I can't be there because I'm either working, because I work from eight to five now. And usually those happen like around five or, you know, around 4.30 or something. So I can't always do it, but I want to be trained on that. So, because I think I would, that would certainly stretch my comfort level. And a little Belinda story is on the, that. Yeah, Belinda is yeah, the webinar say, host. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do the webinar training, so we'll be starting up again sometime soon. The first okay. time, the first time I was assigned a webinar, it was a crafting class, and I looked at the hosting schedule and I said, "Oh my, I have not been trained on webinar. What am I going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> so I called Cindy and I said, "Uh, I think you're going to have to assign someone else to this call because I don't know how to do webinar." And she goes, "Well." 
there's no time like the present to learn, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So I literally learned how to do a webinar half an hour before I was scheduled to host. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun. Did, did you, did, hopefully, hopefully you had somebody like, you know, shadow you or something. Cindy was on the call for part of it just to make sure I really did know what I was doing. <laughs> but it was great. That is awesome. That, that's a great story. And, and now you're doing it. You're a pro at it now. <laughs> so what would you say to somebody? And again, anybody can answer this question. But what would you say to a person that might say, you know, I want to learn to host, but I'm not a tech savvy person. And I'm, I'm just afraid that I'm going to screw up. What would you say to those out there that maybe would, would like to learn to do it? but are kind of a little I, bit shy or scared? I can take that one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I am a techie person, but I am pretty shy at first. So, but I would just say that you just go for it. You try out the training and um, just, you have to remember that everybody's gonna make mistakes in the beginning. Um, each oh, one yeah. has. Um, even though we may feel like we're good at it, even now, months later. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I would just encourage people to not get discouraged and just, um, and just, you know, go with your gut. If you think you can do it, then try it out. You know, you'll, you'll never know the end result unless you try, so. And I also feel that if you know how to use a computer, you can host you can you can certainly host a call because it's just learning the commands yes and, and what is that phrase you always say sheila when we're navigating to do what keep on swimming <laughs> keep on or as cindy says keep on tabbing because you use yeah. that tab yep. key yep. that's like keep your on. best friend well cindy's the one that taught me you you do like dory you keep on swimming keep on swimming <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like that <laughs> I so what has been the best call that you have hosted that maybe like made an impact on you or made you cry, made you laugh, just anything related to that? And anybody can answer. Convention. Uh, yeah, I hosting loved, convention. Yes. Loved convention. Yes. Wow. I would say for me was the when I hosted the five thousand community call event last what two and a half hours that oh was yeah oh wow yeah. that was great i remember that and colby was there too yeah colby and cindy yep that was a great great call what a celebration that was yeah and of course i cried <laughs> oh yeah i remember that yes i remember you cried and i was ill during that time i was just getting over a cold and i barely had a voice to speak but i went ahead and spoke <laughs> at that event um so, okay, so what about, what has been your most embarrassing moment as a host? Oh my um, goodness, oh I my shared gosh. mine. <laughs> so, my most embarrassing moment was during the KCB convention when I accidentally muted um, Clark Rockfall. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to find someone else on the panel and for some reason my zoom like zoom told me it was on the other person's name or Jaws told me it was on the other 
person's name, you know, that was on the panel that was being loud, whatever. So, um, but apparently it was not. So I muted him. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, um, I was hosting the gospel sing one day and <clears throat> Hannah Kinsey was singing and there was someone else singing with her. <laughs> uh -huh. and they were unmuted. So I accidentally <laughs> muted Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I was so embarrassed and I, I said, oh my gosh, oh no, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I apologized up and down and, and, and one of the participants said, well, now I think it's time for us to say a prayer. <laughs> and, and they said, uh, you know, oh Lord, uh, let's hope that, that, that no more, uh, oh, I don't remember how they said it, but anyway, it was kind of like I was a demon, you know. <laughs> I think I was, I heard the call on the radio when that happened. And, yep. and, and yeah, and I, I remember Michael just said, you know, don't worry about it. You know, stuff like that happened. He was just very gracious. He and Allison, it was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> it was pretty well, cool. I would say my embarrassing one was one of the very first webinars I did. I think it was a Saturday night. They were doing a webinar on, <laughs> believe it or not, on t uh, Clubhouse. It had just kind of started and Jeff Bishop and a few were panelists and I <laughs> was actually I accidentally promoted the wrong person well okay that's you know we all do that from time to time but the problem was I kept promoting the wrong person every <laughs> time and I literally just freaked out and was like oh you know what am I panicked and but Thank God for the mute button because I stayed muted. Nobody could hear me yelling and, you know, <laughs> crazy. Other things. No. I, I, called, I called Cindy. I was like, please help, help. I need help. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm never going to be asked to do this again. <laughs> and now you're a pro at it. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I've had several, so I <laughs> That's great. So, Melissa, renaming I know that... the wrong person. That's that's embarrassing when you rename the wrong person. So. Uh, oh, oh yeah. I've done that so many times because when everybody starts talking all at once, you have to find that other person. And when people are talking, it makes it harder for those of us that use JAWS or another screen mm -hmm. reader. So that's why we always say when, when you guys come in a room, uh, please stop talking. We need to find this person because that's mm -hmm. why. And mm -hmm. Byron, did you have something to say? Yeah. So I know that Sheila has to leave uh, early and we do have a question. So um, I think maybe we should ask her, uh, Patty to uh, unmute in case the question happens to be for Sheila. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, why don't we do Q&A? Because I think I've, I've come up with enough questions for myself. <laughs> and of course, you guys are welcome to ask me a question too, because I am a host. So um, that's also a privilege. Hi, Miss Patty. Let the sunshine in. No, not that one. Hey, wrong call, but yeah. And as I'm speaking, the sun is blasting through my window and it is about 65 degrees here. So <laughs> unusual mountain weather. But anyway, first, Melissa, I would just like to say that you are doing an excellent job with this call. Anthony Thank might want to watch out. You could just like take it away um but <laughs> thank I, mean, you. I think you're just very good 
So that's the first thing I want to say is how very impressed I am. Next to all of our hosts, both guests now and everybody out there who hosts, um, as a facilitator, thank you. And as a host, thank you for your example. And Sheila, I would just like to say that I appreciate very much uh, your training, assistance, and also you're reiterating the host etiquette. I think it is uh, very important. And I host and I have started taking more positions now. I'm happily on the schedule to host twice this coming week. And yeah. as, things, as things situate, I hope to do more. I truly enjoy it. Webinar is my favorite because it is structured so well. Um, but I love all hosting and you asked a question a while ago about what call has um, impacted you that you've yes. hosted. And I just must say that I recently uh, was privileged to host the cancer support call and it required very little effort on my part because they were um, a very small group, etc. But I felt privileged to have that duty because whether we have a lot of work to do in the room as hosts or whether we have a little work to do in the room, it is important to be there if a problem should arise or in the case of that call, a latecomer came in and um, it was there first time of being there and it was just lovely for me to be able to find a, a brief break in the conversation and say you have a, a new person who has arrived in your room and to introduce them and bring the focus to them and give them a chance to speak and it's Definitely. also yeah and so, so hosting for me is just a glorious uh wonderful welcoming but the hosts who work my free to be me call you guys really deserve a big round of applause we can be rather so I just <laughs> i'm just gonna shut up and let somebody else have it but i and my dad has just texted to say he's on his way so i'm gonna revert back to acb media to listen and i love all of y'all and thank you for including me in the community Thank Absolutely. You, God bless you, Patty. We love you. You you too. And and let that sunshine in, Melissa. You're doing a great job. Keep oh, thank up. you. Thank you. Um, Sheila, do you have anything else you want to say before you go and before and by the way, get those hands up in the air, my friends. I don't want to just be the only one talking over here. <laughs> um, Sheila, I'm sorry. Do you want to say anything before you have to go? No, I'll wait for this last question and then I'll say good afternoon. And and you have done a great job, Melissa. Oh, thank you. You you too. And I want to say on behalf of all of our hosts, thank you so much for training people. Um, that is a true gift and something really special. And I just want to just personally thank you for that. And all of us oh, want to thank you for that. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I really do. I enjoy it a lot. So that's great. Um, any other hands, Byron? Yes, we have one from Herbie. Herbie, go ahead and unmute. And Mr. Allen. Miss Hudson. Good uh, afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Well, technically, it's still morning where you're at, I think. Um, yeah, it's 11.43. Yep, time, it so. sure is. So good morning to you. 
and uh, <laughs> you get that late white Christmas. Um, so that's right. I am also a host. In fact, I was uh, one of Sheila's trainees, and she did a very excellent job. I highly recommend her. Um, <laughs> And uh, Alex, uh, you can send me that check in the mail. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's on its way, Herbie. Yeah, it, it's, it's already been posted. Uh, <laughs> um, I have worked as both a host and a facilitator. Um, I do like webinars. I've not really had a chance to host one yet, just only as a practice. I like them, though, for the same reason Patty does. They are more structured, but... Um, in fact, I uh, used to run a call as a webinar, but then the, a lot of people said that they wanted the uh, um, regular Zoom method instead, so we switched to that, and it's definitely worked out. But um, I, though, where I actually love the more complicated calls, when the facilitator wants me to do interesting things, like, you know, um, we did a breakfast bunch one day where the facilitator only wanted, like, a certain group of people to raise their hands at first or whatever, you know. And the reason why is, A, you get to have more fun because you get to press a lot more buttons. But the, the more <laughs> important reason, I feel like I'm needed as a host when there are things to do on the call, like acknowledge raised hands or, um, yes, I, I know I, I can be a mute ninja too, and I love it, and I'm sorry, but I do. Um, <laughs> but um, I especially love it because like, I'm one of the few Mac hosters and it looks a little different on the Mac than it does at window in, on Windows where um, the way I see things and so like all the unmuted people come right at, before the muted people so it's very easy to spot them and all that kind of stuff. But what my real point is though is it makes me feel like I'm needed as a host, like I'm actually doing something valuable to keep the you know i'm not just sitting there twiddling my thumbs i'm actually doing something valuable and another one of the kind of calls i really love is um the breakout room calls i've done a couple of those mainly the uh, braille room and uh, those are fun because and you're I'm, I'm really uh with the way she we do things it's like we're assigning people and stuff so it's kind of you know you get i, f I find it's a lot of fun hosting overall and um so I definitely enjoy it, and I think that it's totally awesome that, you know, anybody can either be a facilitator or a host. Well, host, you do need to have computer access, but um, yes, it's really, you know, it's really not that hard, actually. You just have to get into the swing of things, and once you know what you're doing, um, it's, it can really be quite a lot of fun. And just to add to that, Herbie, um, the first time you ever you host a call, you're shadowed by somebody so that if you're a little nervous or you have yep. questions at the last minute, and that's another supportive thing that happens after you've gone through your training. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, like uh, you're, uh, I was trained by Sheila, I was shadowed by Belinda, so uh, <laughs> I like to think how that works out here now. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes, though, you get a really good rapport with a facilitator, too. Like, a lot of people um, felt that, like, a couple weeks ago on The Breakfast Bunch, like, Michael Babcock and myself worked really well together. So sometimes, you know, the host and facilitator can just have a really good rapport, and that really makes things work smoothly on all ends. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Herbie, for joining us, and God bless you, and Merry Christmas. You, too, and Happy New Year. Thank you. You, too. Um, Sheila, you have any last minute words to, to add or did you leave already? I've got my speech off, so I have no yeah, idea what's it going on. It looks as if uh, Sheila has left. Yeah. 
Okay, well, Sheila, if you're listening, thank you so much for being with us. Um, do we have any more hands, uh, Byron? We do. We have a hand from Eugene. Hey, veteran Eugene. Merry Christmas, good, sir. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas, everybody. I just want to say that uh, we've got the best uh, hosts out there and the best facilitators and best trainees for the, the host, and uh, they do an outstanding job. And uh, it's a pleasure working with them all. Amen. I, facilitate, I facilitate a call once a week and uh, I get different hosts and uh, they're real professionals. And and Absolutely. Eugene Eugene actually was on a ACB Next Generation uh, Zoom call on Veterans Day uh, and told us all about uh, his time in the service. So that was really cool. Wow, I missed that one. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you, Eugene. God bless you, and thank you for your service. Well, thank you. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Um, any other hands? I do not see any other hands. Um, I do have a question and, and sort of I want to answer my own question. Um, so what was the most complicated call that you either hosted, facilitated, or were somehow involved in? And I'll tell you that one of mine was doing who wants to be a millionaire uh, for ACB Next Generation because I was running all the sound effects and music and everything for that. So thankfully, I didn't have to host or facilitate that one. I was just in the background uh, running sounds. But what what was one of the more complicated calls that you had to deal with? I can say mine. Oh, my goodness. I was asked to uh, be one of the hosts at the Maryland uh, auction at their convention. And um, that was when we were still well, we were doing webinar and um, asking people to raise their hands if they wanted to bid on an item and we had to give them permission to talk and then remove their permission when they were done bidding and lower their hand and give oh people permission to talk, remove permission, <laughs> lower their hand. Blah, 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 blah. And so it, I, I actually worked with, with Donna Brown as, as my uh, other host and my goodness it was it was really difficult it, it really was so i'm glad that they changed uh the way they do it now and just allow everyone permission you know to talk <laughs> oh man oh that, that does make it better doesn't it <laughs> yeah it was it was a challenge definitely my fingers were flying i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> and that's another thing i want to point out uh before excuse me before somebody else speaks i heard somebody else unmute um is that a lot of times especially in a webinar we often are asked to do co-hosting duties and the host and the co-host they're practically the same they have the same kind of privileges that a host would have um there's just a couple of things that a co-host cannot do that a host has to do um but they're all pretty much the same so um did somebody else have an answer to that question yeah, so mine would, I really haven't had any complicated, but I would say a little frustrating. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, one, just once on the gospel scene, this is a while back when there were a lot of folks that just kept unmuting and I could not do the mute all, obviously, because people were singing, but you could still hear people unmuted while people were singing and it was the entire time it was uh just frustrating to try to figure out who was making all the noise and 
keep them muted. And once I muted them, there was someone else doing the same. So that was oh just my. one incident. And that does happen from time to time. And, you know, you just, we have protocol as hosts that we have to do to, to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's another thing to talk about too, is that we, Cindy has implemented some guidelines for us and you will get those guidelines when you're trained. Um, you'll get them emailed to you. Um, anybody else have an answer to that question before I ask Byron if there are any hands raised? Okay. Um, Byron, do you, are there any hands raised right now at the moment? The crickets are chirping very loudly. There are no hands at the moment. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I've asked all the complicated questions. The hard hitting questions. <laughs> I can give the instructions one more time in case there's somebody out there who's like, I got a question, but I don't know how to do it. Oh, absolutely. And we have mm -hmm. about eight minutes, I believe. Man, th these two hours are just flying by so fast, they do. right, Byron? Yeah, they absolutely do. <laughs> So, so if you're ahead. if you're on a PC and you want to raise your hand, it's Alt Y as in Yankee. If you're on a Mac, it's Option Y to raise your hand. Once you are called upon, you can unmute by doing Control A on your PC or Command Shift uh, A to unmute. If you're on the phone uh, to raise your hand, it's Star Nine to raise that hand and Star Six to mute and unmute. And of course, if you're on the iPhone, that raise hand option is under more on the lower right hand corner. And then to unmute, it's on the lower left corner. And uh, I don't see any other hands at the moment. Okay. Um, so I'd like to ask the three of you a question um, and we'll just take you know, anybody can answer again. Again, this is my virtual table. So I'm just, we're just kind of like family here and we are. Um, so would you like, would, would somebody like to maybe just briefly talk about, um, you know, what do you hope to see as, as a host in the future, maybe for this next year? Do you have any specific uh, plans that you would like to implement? <laughs> oh my. Interesting question. Um, <laughs> I I guess I don't have anything to say about really being a host, but um, I would love to see our community continue to grow and change. Uh, yes. You know, uh, more people stepping up and facilitating new events, um, different types of things. Um, I have a couple in mind, but I'm not going to share them. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> surprise. I, I, I just I I think this has been just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for all of us to learn and share what we know with one another. And you know, the calls have changed throughout the last nearly two years, and um, and I I want to see that continue. You know, we don't want to stagnate. We want to continue to grow and change. So. Um, the more professional we can be, the better. So, hey, that's me. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Lucy. And, and that brings up another point is that we really, you know, we're all trained to be very professional at being hosts. Um, and that's partly why I think this community, like I said, has grown the way that it has. And that's just been so amazing. And I know that that makes Cindy very, very proud. Um, anybody else? have any other uh, thoughts about that or comments? 
I think uh, Lucy summed it up. I would love to see the community continue to grow. Um, uh, by growing, that means more hosts, more facilitators. So that's that's what I'm hoping for in the future. Great. Thank you, Belinda. Um, let's see. Um, Natalie, you have anything to add to that? No, Lucy and Belinda have pretty much said it all so okay well um let's see byron do we have any hand raised we've got we've got five minutes here don't see any hands but i i do um kind of want to expand on that question because oh, you're yes, asking please you know what what technical things do you wish that zoom would improve or or fix in the coming year and for me, it would be, um, and maybe this is possible and I just don't know how to do it, but I can't seem to figure out how to get Zoom to do stereo when there's more than two people in a room. Um, and, and stereo would really be a huge extra boom for, for Zoom. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> That's new to me. <laughs> Well, of course, Her Herbie just sounded like he was in stereo through my headset. I don't know if you noticed that or not, Byron, but <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> but I do see that Herbie's hand is up. So, Herbie. Oh, go ahead, Herbie. You may have an answer. So, Byron, um, well, you do have me on Facebook, but otherwise you could email Cindy and I can talk you through how to make sure your Zoom gets set up in stereo. There's some things you have to do on the website. And I think it matters if you have a pro account or not, but, um, you know, I could try to talk with you off call on how you can get set up. I do have a stereo mic and I have the original sound turned on. So right now you should have me on your left and you should now have me on your right. I wish smartphone users could get the same benefits as computer users. Um, one thing I would really love to see on zoom and yes, you can use the search feature. Um, I think some interesting, but some interesting things I'd like to see is um, definitely more uh, stereo support. I like to have a way where people don't jump like they can be static. So when you're in a situation where you've got multiple numbers to name and stuff like that, like say the coffee clutches where everybody's talking, you can put it in a mode where everybody stays in one place regardless of whether they're unmuted or muted or not so you can find them easily. I think it would also be cool if, you know, on meetings, you could, once you label a phone number um, on a, you know, like, you know, like once you label, it'd be cool if Zoom for that account could actually just remember the name of the phone number. And I think a lot of hosts and stuff would have a much easier time because we yes. have to go every time. Okay, who's who, who is, well, you know. And um, it can always be changed, of course, if that phone number ever goes into to a different person. But I think that could be a very useful feature that I think would really help out a lot. Um, Absolutely. So and we got that, a couple of minutes here. Yep. Um, and then, you know, but uh, otherwise, um, you know, just more hosting opportunities. So that's what I hope for in the future. Um, I definitely have more of an open schedule now that I'm done with school for this semester, at least. So uh Moving forward, you know, I'm definitely hoping for that myself. And, you know, I have more days I can be available. And uh, if there's a way we can just upload ourselves to a server and, uh, you know, host that way, we, we can be around all the time. I mean, how cool would that be? But uh, I'm absolutely getting, uh, science fiction. -ish now. I hear that somebody's <laughs> hard at work on that uh, Zoom host clone machine. <laughs> exactly. yeah. 
Well, um, well, we have just one minute left, and I want to thank Belinda Collins, Natalie Couch, Sheila Young, and Lucy Edmonds for joining me. And thank you most of all for being a blessing to our community by volunteering the time that you do. And on behalf of myself and the rest of our hosting team, just thank you, thank you, thank you, ladies, so much. And God bless you. We love you. Um, and I just want to quickly say um, that on behalf of Anthony Corona, thank you all so much for being with me today and joining me. We've had a fast moving last two hours. It's just been nuts, but in a good way. I want to thank Byron for being my host and being the streamer. And, you know, just on a personal note, it took me a while to really decide if I wanted to put this show together. I've had some situations happen in my in my job life that I won't go into on the air, but I'll just say that it, it really took me a lot of courage and strength to do it. But thanks be to God, um, he allowed me to do this and allowed me to have such great guests. So thank you all for being with me. Merry Christmas, God bless you all. And please make sure to let people know you care and to put a smile on your face and in your voice every day. We love you, God bless you, and see you next week. Bye-bye y'all. You've been listening to Sunday Edition with Anthony on ACB Radio Mainstream. For more information, questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., please email celebrationac. That's the word celebration with the letters AC at AOL.com. Look forward to hearing from you, and let's brunch again next Sunday.